0: the Archdiocese of San Fernando, Pampanga, gave away vast tracts of church owned land to its tenant farmers. There was no need to open an account with the Land Bank of the Philippines, Land Bank, for the payment of the land amortization. Neither was there a need for the Municipal Agrarian Reform Officer, or Mero, to be an intermediary in the land distribution. The church carried out a mandate of the state, but without the official trappings in the execution of that mandate. The straightforward reason? The Archdiocese made sure that everything was done for free the beneficiaries got their just share of the land free. The processing of the titles was shouldered by the archdiocese. And the other sweet part was this, the diocese did not split the land 50 to 50 with the tenants, the usual sharing arrangement. The tenants got 60%, and the archdiocese, 40%. A priest liaison quietly knocked door to door to distribute the newly minted land titles, or certificates of land ownership awards, CLOAs, to the beneficiaries. The Archdiocese's share of the land is now being developed into a resettlement area for the poor, named for Pope Francis. Why do I know of this unprecedented act of benevolence? I was one of the many tenants cloa beneficiaries. It was done quietly, without any fanfare and with real urgency, with zero obligation on our part, the beneficiaries. One of the beneficiaries even said with some levity that the Archdiocese did not even compel us heathens to attend Sunday Mass regularly. There was this vague advice to us to nurture the land and, if possible, don't do the rush act of selling our share. I locked my Kloa in a safe place and planned to abide by the advisory, no matter how vaguely stated. The story did not end there, with that gesture of extreme benevolence. After the archdiocese had determined that it had more than enough land for the resettlement area, there was another round of land distribution, this time from its 40% share in the first round of land distribution. We all got second land titles under the same impossibly generous conditions as the first round. Some landowners are definitely more benevolent than others, more conscious of their obligation to emancipate the peasantry. And the really benevolent landowners require no photo ops, no public announcement, which is rare in this age of overkill propaganda from state institutions and even private actors. In the specific case of the Archdiocese of San Fernando, the lands it distributed to its tenants are in a prime location, the kind of land coveted by residential developers. Of course, private landowners distributing their lands under the voluntary offer to sell, VOS, scheme get paid for their lands. But even under this scheme, the landowners fall under different categories of greed and benevolence. The predisposition of most landowners under the VOS scheme is to exact a literal pound of flesh from their sharecroppers via higher land valuations, which would then translate into higher amortizations on the part of the beneficiaries. In collusion with pro-landowner Maros, the sharecroppers are sometimes duped into accepting 60-40 to land-sharing arrangements in favor of the landowners. But there are exceptions to the rule, and that was the luck of my late sharecropper father. You can hardly find a landowner kinder than the Arastias, a Basque landowning family that used to own vast tracts of sugar and rice lands across Lubao, Pampanga. Valentin Arastia, the patriarch, was a young adventurer from Basque country who landed in Lubao and, like the Basques before him engaged in sugar farming introduced the ways of modern sugar farming in the areas where they resettled. This is a relevant aside, Larry Inarras once wrote that during his time, no collection of women in Philippine society could be more beautiful than the Arastia sisters. Isabela Arastia preisler who was once married to singer Julio Iglesias and is currently Madrid based with Nobel Prize winner Mario Vargas Llosa, is part of the clan. Doña Juanita Arastia Vitug, the landowner of my late sharecropper father, initiated the distribution of her vast rice farms to the tenant tillers right after the declaration of land reform. Did she claim the mandatory share of five hectares after the distribution? Her former tenants were not even sure she claimed a mandatory share. These were her terms to her tenant tillers, pay the lowest under the government valuation and pay when you are capable of paying. Ever the grateful tenant, my father never skipped a payment and, in due time, got his cloa from the former Orastia land. Maybe it was no bless oblige. Dr. Wenceslao Vitug, Doña Juanita's commoner husband, was one of the most highly regarded and busiest Philippine General Hospital-based internal medicine practitioners during his time. But he always found time to take care of the medical needs of Doña Juanita's tenants. I have a fond recollection of how the grateful tenants repaid the couple's kindness. A few days before the celebration of the Lubau Town Fiesta, my father and I would prepare the Carabao-driven cart and haul firewood to feed the giant vats of the Arastia cooks at their compound just in front of the former municipal hall. Another aside, the old Orastia-Vitug house is now in Bataan, one of the ancient houses in the tourism showcase of President Ferdinand Marcos Jr.'s human settlement secretary, José Gerriacuzar. Indeed, history repeats itself. My sharecropper father was a kind-hearted and socially conscious landowner. His sharecropper son, that's me, had the church for his landowner, and I could not ask for a more benevolent one. Maybe that was the reason we had no land amortization debt and our names were not on that recent P-600 billion debt condemnation roster.